Hey guys, and welcome. I'm Life Coach Meg Ellis. It's time for you to stop coasting through life, and it's time for you to find your purpose. It's time for you to create your fate. If you're loving this podcast and are ready to jumpstart your best life ever, my 90-day mindset makeover begins in January 2022. My three-month coaching program is completely virtual, and guess what? Registration is now open. Head over to www.letscreateyourfate.com or my Instagram page at Let's Create Your Fate to apply today. Y'all are in for a treat today. I am here with one of my best friends ever, um, my fellow entrepreneur, Jose Portillo. And I'm so excited to have you on the show today, Jose. I am like... Ermagerd. I'm so happy. I'm so excited. I am so excited. I've been looking forward to this day. I know. We've been talking about it literally for months. I think I started the podcast and was like, oh my gosh, you have to be a guest on it. And I don't even think I had written like one episode yet, but (laughs) it had to happen and it just kind of worked out perfectly. Um, So let me just give a little bit of rundown on you, Jose, so everyone can know how amazing you are. But I know I'm I'm not one to be shy when it comes to bragging about my friends. I am not. So you were not even a year ago. You were a full-time Neiman's personal shopper. shopper. Mm -hmm. You've done that for years. Almost 20. Almost. No, we're not. We're not that old. We're not. You're like three months. It's okay. You're a bit, a bit in denial. I understand. It's okay. It's okay. We'll get there. I know. I know. But so you're at Neiman's for about twenty years. Mm. You're now a a full time fitness instructor. Yes. You had been teaching part time. You kind of have a similar story to me, actually. Yeah. Where you decided, hey, this is not for me. Yeah. Um, and it's been about a year, coming up on a year. Yeah, in, in February. It'll be your one year craziness. Yeah, you yeah. you embarked upon your full-time fitness journey. Yeah. You are a full-time yoga instructor. You teach at multiple places all over Houston. You are a spin instructor I am now. I now a spin instructor. <laughs> yes, thanks to legitimately you. <laughs> we had fun with that, but I'm we so did. proud of yes, you. Yes. He's a spin instructor. He's also a fellow entrepreneur. So mm-hmm. you have your mentorship program. I do. You I do just retreats. rolled that out. You literally yeah. do. You do it all. I that is the goal. That it, it's to do it all, but also make sure that I am taking care of my all. Exactly. You know these enneagram threes. He's an enneagram three, so I they am. do love to do it all, which is we why do. you know that brings up a good point, and this is why. I wanted to bring you on today because mm-hmm. you are my go-to person for this. As much as we want to do it all, yes, all the things, you are my go-to person for boundaries. Boundaries. So good with them. And you've taught me a lot. And I <sighs> I certainly am not the expert on this. So I decided to call in the expert for you. <laughs> and I love that you think I'm the expert because the only way that I've gotten comfortable with them is by literally <laughs> having a severe love-hate relationship with it. Because it's like, it, it's just something that, it either you approach it with like, oh, that's that could be a great idea. Or it's like, hey, this is something that you need in your life or things are going to blow up or things do. And you're like, oh, OK. And you have to take a step back. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, that's what I needed this entire time. Right. So, so it's like yeah. a learning process. Oh, 100 percent. Yes. Okay. I mean, I still learning. Right. We all we always are yeah. evolving and growing and yeah. learning. But. I mean, especially as an Enneagram 7, I have no boundaries because I have FOMO about everything. Oh, my God. Yes. And so you used to not have boundaries, but you learned yeah. how to how to create these boundaries. What what was your methodology there? How can you help anybody out there who who also struggles with overcoming right. lack of boundaries? Well, so so I will say, and I don't know if this is a three thing. You can talk to me about this. 
FOMO isn't exactly something that I like suffer from. However, the one thing that I do uh, have is that I'm constantly like trying to be open and and available to to the connections that I have, especially um, within the jobs that I've kind of always had have been revolved around connecting with people mm-hmm. and connecting with them in a way where they trust me and um, sometimes they're vulnerable with me. And part of me being able to to do my job well in that is that I also have to be very open and vulnerable. And where I started noticing that I was running into the issues was that because I was so available to them, mm-hmm. I was lacking time. I was lacking in energy. I was starting to have problems with some of them sometimes because Mm -hmm. the expectation for me to be something that I guess I portrayed or projected onto them that I could be wasn't being met. And then we started having problems. And so honestly, unfortunately, zero out of 10 recommend listeners, zero out of 10 recommend (laughs) that, that, you know, that it comes to you in the sense of like, I'm I'm starting to get into problems. I'm starting to get into issues. I'm starting to get into arguments. I'm starting mm-hmm. to get into situations that I really never intended to, but because I was available for too much or I opened myself up too much, mm-hmm. I in essence started hurting people or uh, I myself started getting hurt in the process. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it it was definitely a realization of like, okay, how can I shift things around where I'm no longer hurting people, I'm no longer getting hurt, and we're all kind of in an, in a, in an appropriate understanding of where we all stand. Mm-hmm. And so, especially now as, as, as a full-time yoga teacher and even prior to becoming a, a full-time yoga instructor, I basically had a full-time teaching schedule. I found myself you know, as instructors, you know this as a as a soul sector instructor, we're connectors. Mm-hmm. We love to connect. That's like, the best part. <laughs> it's the best part. Like other than, you know, getting getting the the body rolls and the tap bags and the chaturanga dandasas. All the things. All the, yeah. things, all the <laughs> things, right? Aside from all of that, it's the seeing that a person that came into your space enjoyed the experience with you and then they come back. And then they come back again and you start to connect and you start to form a bond with them. Mm-hmm. However, where I started noticing where the disconnect began to happen at times was that I was not properly analyzing or taking stock of what the space was, who I was in that moment, as in yoga teacher Jose, Mm -hmm. and who that person was, student A, student B, whatever. And and that's where the lines start to get a little bit blurred. Right. So, yeah, blurred. So similar to, I think, what you had mentioned with Neiman's, same thing. You know, you're anything that requires a personal relationship with somebody, right? Yes. Oh, yes. So give me give me an example, because same thing, you know, with the personal relationships with that you had with Neiman's um, or, or really boundaries are created between anybody with a personal relationship with anybody else. So what was a situation that you, like a tangible situation where you noticed lines were being blurred, that there was this lack of clarity of like, oh, wait, I don't think I signed up for this. Yeah. So, okay. So I, because I really, I really truly am grateful. I know you are as well for the people that come to us and it's, it's, it's such a beautiful connection and it's really special. 
I had one particular student one time and she invited me to an event of hers. And that time too, I was working full-time at Neiman's. I was basically teaching about 10 classes a week and this was on a Saturday. And so my Saturdays at that time consisted, this is prior to the world, you know, doing what it did. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I had a eight in the morning class at Black Swan. And then I had a like 10 a.m. class at another studio I needed to be at my store by 11.30, dressed to the nine, of course, Mm -hmm. to work at Neiman's. And I didn't get off until 8.30 p.m. And so and her event was late night at this, um, you know, bar or whatever. And it started, like, doors opened at 10 p.m. And it didn't actually really start until 11. And so, like, my Saturdays were already, like, wildly charged. But she was like, oh, my God, you have to come. And I kind of really felt, indebted that I needed to because she was always somebody that like brought friends to my classes mm-hmm. and I really appreciated yeah, you cared that about her. yeah I did and I and I wanted to support her in the way that she had you know quote unquote supported me mm-hmm. in that aspect and I was just like okay okay sure I'll, I'll go and so I even though I was exhausted that day I, I knew how you know charged my day was going to be I still went to be completely honest, not really my vibe or scene, even like taking into account the fact that I was already exhausted and that mm-hmm. that's really it's a long a, day. Yeah, it's a long day. But it really wasn't something that I was like, oh my God, yeah, I totally I go there all the time. Like it's some one of my favorite places. No, it really wasn't. But I still went and I found myself just like hating every minute of being there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I could be at home. I'm having the worst and most expensive alcohol be. right now. <laughs> right that's, now. No, that's the worst. But yeah, you could be like at home recharging, doing what you need. Yeah. But you felt you felt guilty. I felt guilty. I felt guilty for indebted. And then, indebted. And then it kind of in that moment clicked. And there was like a halfway point to the event. And I was like, I'm gonna peace out. Like I'm not having a good time here. I, I dragged a friend with me and I was like, do you want to go to this other place? Because like we actually know that we enjoy it. And he was like, yeah, let's go. And so we went. And later on, because the funny thing was that like she didn't even really hang out with me while I was there or anything. And it, well, I mean, granted, it was her event that she was hosting. And then it kind of dawned on me and I was like, I didn't have to go mm-hmm. because. Yeah, we feel like we have to do these things. Right, right. And, and because we were quote unquote, indebted to them. We are not. I'm guilty of this too. And and something that I actually hear a lot in coaching is mm-hmm. we feel like we owe people things, right. you know, like, oh, well, they, they hosted this um, dinner last Christmas. So this year I should host it, even though, oh my gosh, it's a really bad time right now. My kids coming back from college and we're moving and all these things. But the prevalent feeling there is, oh my gosh, I owe you something in right. return. Right. And where does that come from? Um, I think part of it is a sense of, of, of gratitude that we may have for an experience or mm-hmm. for, for a time that we had in, in, or a connection that we had with these people. And so we feel that and we feel, in, in essence, like we would like to reciprocate. But at the same time, too, it's, I, 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 I think part of it is also in this culture of like we have to pay it forward or, or we have to, if we want to belong within a certain group, we have to kind of match up in that kind mm-hmm. of sense but the thing is it's just like okay we, yes we can all get like really 
mind blown and and you know I can only think of like a cartoon when they have like stars in their eyes yeah. and like just you know <laughs> like starry meme, eyes the meme you send me all the yes, time yes <laughs> yes this little sailor moon I send you all the meme I send yes, you all I the know time exactly what you're talking about. yes <laughs> where you're just like enthralled you know by mm-hmm. by that but you do also have to ask yourself was that something that I enjoyed or is that actually something mm-hmm. that um Ob- aligns obligation right but is that something that actually aligns with who I am, with mm-hmm. my lifestyle, with what I want, mm-hmm. um, all of those things. Yeah, no, that's really good. Is this in alignment with yeah. who I am Yeah, and what I do, yeah. right? I think that's a really interesting point. And I think, yeah, I think fearing what people, how people are going to react, right? We yeah. put people's reactions over our own feelings about it, yeah. right? Um, I, I can't do this because this person is going to be mad at me. So I'm just going to do it, right? Yeah. I'm just going to go to this party uh, because but I'm exhausted, right? My body right. has been working for 12 straight hours. Right. But I feel some sense of like compelling obligation to go. Right. But then guess what happens? So for example, for me, when I went to this thing, part of me was like annoyed at, at this person when I could have just said no. Right. You're like, I'm actually annoyed at myself. <laughs> right. Well, no, I was like, I, I was annoyed at myself, but then I was also like kind of, mad at her and so so, and so she's then, like i just invited you to yeah party. exactly exactly <laughs> you exactly, said yes <laughs> exactly i it told like i could have said no right and so part of like it, it, it can go either way like oh, you can I've internalize it and be like or you can be like oh my god she didn't even treat like she didn't host me well or whatever right. and we you got walk all, like, in with this expectation of things now that you are owed you're like okay well exactly i feel like i if you walk into something feeling that you um Oh, them, you know, that's your motivator for, for doing sure. something. Like, hey, I owe you this. Right. And you honestly go into it being expecting to be owed something back. And then if you don't get said uncommunicated thing that you've made up in your own mind, then you're like, I'm mad. Yes. <laughs> It's like yes. when you wake up and you have a good, bad dream about somebody, then you wake up and you're all mad at them. I think you texted me the other day. I like, literally that did I, that Whatever you dreamed about, I didn't do it. I was so mad. Yeah, I was so I'm like, mad. It's, but no, those feelings are real. You're like, yeah. oh my gosh, like why didn't you do this? It was something well, that we made up in our heads. You make it up in your own head. Yeah, and it's and then it's like, here is poor. Robert, there's no Robert in my life that I can speak of, but you know, poor Robert, you know, I'm like galvanized by him. I'm furious with him for, for doing the, this one thing that he never thought he was meant to do mm-hmm. or never knew that he was supposed to do in my life. And, you know, and so those can become indicators mm-hmm. or little kind of red flags yeah. that start to tell you, okay, where are the boundaries and where is it being held? So for example, I, I think I'm, I sent you this the other day and, and it was something that just really spoke to me. This um, girl that I follow on um, Instagram, it's Mina B. But um, kind of to where you really have to gauge the situation and you have to gauge the people. So she, she writes, people can only meet you where they've met themselves, mm-hmm. which is why learning to meet people where they are can be helpful for your relationships. There will be people in your life who do not have the skills, insight, or education to give you what you need. This does not mean they don't have your best interest. It simply means they are unequipped to show up for you the way you'd like them to. You get to determine who you want to be in a relationship with, but it's also important to know that one person can't be everything for you. Mm-hmm. And There's this a lot is, of pressure, yes. most of the time uncommunicated, on the other person. Literally. Literally. And so, yeah, clarity around communication, you know, with expectations and these obligations yep. and things that you know, we feel like we're owed or what we owe other people. 
clarity around communication with other people is, is a huge aspect of it, but it's also like clarity around communication with yourself. Yeah. Right? Had you had proper communication, you know, air quotes here, but like you would have said, hey, I'm really exhausted. I'm yep. too exhausted to do anything else today, right? Yeah. Or I'm unable to serve your request. Yes. In, in whatever situation that you're in. So how did you learn how to have boundaries with yourself then? How do you communicate boundaries to yourself? So, I mean, I, again, I like, I hate to put it this way, zero out of 10 recommend. Um, but it was, it came in the, in the, in the form of like me having to go through some issues and some problems with certain friends where it was just kind of like, I, like, I, I just couldn't handle certain things anymore. And then I started feeling really bad because I had to say no to people. But mm -hmm. then I, I kind of, I, I was actually in a recent teacher training, actually one of the first weekends of my teacher training that I'm doing right now, my, my upgrade that I'm doing. One of the biggest things that we talked about was boundaries. And especially as, as, uh, as yoga instructors, um, we can be viewed as kind of spiritual guides to a certain degree. And that, that is a very fine line and a very gray area when it comes to certain things, because people can really want to give a lot of their energies that you may not be ready for or equipped for either. And so if that exchange isn't handled appropriately, there can be a lot of hurt and a lot of mm -hmm. misconstrued things that happen in between. And that can resonate in any relationship again, where Absolutely. it's like someone's coming at you and, and they're almost kind of forcing something, whether it be yeah. a situation, an event, a level of friendship or a belief, whatever yeah. it is, uh, a judgment, they're, they're kind of forcing this on you and yeah. asking for it, not even asking, but they're expecting it to be reciprocated. Mm -hmm. Unless you have that boundary with yourself, yeah. you're going to end up yeah. in the situation where you're going to give into it or you're going to feel uncomfortable yeah. or you're going to end up angry and re regretful. And and here's where maybe like, for example, your FOMO, your fear of the moment happens. Like, let's take, for example, you know how when you're out and about and you meet that one girl in the bathroom and you like vibe and you're all like drunk and you're like, oh, my God. You don't know my life. No, I'm kidding. I'm like, um, I want to go out with you. <laughs> um, but, uh, but you know, those kind of telltale situations, you're like, oh my God, you're going to come to my birthday party. Oh my God. Yes, I am. Oh, and yeah. then it's like, and then like you get each other's information and then like, you kind of feel like you have to. And it was like, okay, well that was a momentary joy that mm -hmm. I had. I mean, that's, that's obviously like a little bit of a, of a stretch, but it, it's something as similar to that. The reason why we, I think a big reason why is, you know, we can't set these boundaries is because right. we want to connect with people. Yeah. Right. That's another big reason, you know, whether, you know, so, some reasons are we feel, we feel bad. We feel like we owe people, but then we want to connect with people. Yeah. So it's like, how do you still connect with people and, and still have those boundaries for yourself? So part of that for me ended up being creating my tier system. Mm -hmm. You've talked about this before, and it's actually something that I have used in my coaching systems before. And yeah, I, I love this model. So yeah. definitely pay attention to this. But yeah. your tier system. Yes. How did you come up with this? What do you use it for? I honestly. It sounds, it sounds a little brash. It, but it, it, it can. And it can certainly sound harsh. But at the same time. So Brene Brown said 
the most compassionate people are the ones with the most boundaries. And mm -hmm. that is something that I try and be. I do try and be a compassionate person. And, and I really do truly believe that because the thing is, if you have those boundaries established with people, then the expectation is set mm -hmm. and, yeah. and, and it's, it's clear. clear. She yeah. also says clear is kind. Yes. So. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like, okay, so now nothing gets lost in translation. And now I've not, you know, undersold myself to, to people and there's no, there's no level of hurt in that. Mm -hmm. And so one of the reasons why I kind of ended up coming into it was because I was just realizing that I was emotionally and 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 physically drained like mm -hmm. so 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 much and, and when so, you when you are drained like that you can't show up for no, people you can't and you can't it's so bad mm -hmm. you you end up coming from a space of lack and so like kind of I remember one time with, with one of my girlfriends being like oh my god she's such a withdrawer or like and then and being like oh then this person's somebody who deposits like who are your withdrawers? Who are the people that, you know, deposit mm -hmm. into you? And so that's kind of where I started kind of wanting to realize who are the people that fill my cup. Mm -hmm. And um, and those were my tier one. And it was not like, oh, these people like come over, make me lunch. They um, they take me shopping. Or, no, 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 no. It's, it's people who just as in romantic chemistry, you have a wonderful connection to, and it's like you can you can have conversations for hours about anything and everything, and there's just that chemistry, and there is a, a give and take from both ends um, where you can hold space for one another in a very safe and uh, nurturing environment. And so I kind of had to ask myself, I'm like, okay, who are these people in my life in this present moment who are the ones that, because when I communicate with them, I don't feel depleted. I, I always feel like my cup has been filled. Mm -hmm. And so those are the people that I prioritize, mm. that I consistently Boundaries make sure are all about prioritizing. 100%. Okay, love it. 100%. They were people that I'm like, I have to daily, if not um, at least once every two days, find some sort of connection with them. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you'll have your one-offs of, of certain people because they're in a different town or a city or whatnot. But, but you find ways to connect with these people. For example, um, you, I introduced you to Marco Polo, which is this mm -hmm. amazing, like, kind of FaceTime meets Snapchat meets walkie-talkie, like, type I know, it's app. it's fun. I love it's it. It's really <laughs> fun. And, and, and I've done it to reconnect with my best friend um, growing up. From back home, my best friend Tati. Best friend Tati back <laughs> home. Yeah, I always. Say I'm that like, too. yeah, you've been talking about her for a year. I'm just call her Tati. <laughs> but we talk every single day now, and 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 it's been so great because like she's somebody who truly understands me from way mm -hmm. back when. So I guess another thing I'm hearing is you know these boundaries are really it's protection for yourself. Yeah, because you know we we like to think we're. We're all superhumans yeah. um, where we have this unlimited amount of energy, mm -hmm. emotional energy, physical energy, all the things. And if we we give and we give and we give because we don't have that boundary and if we have not prioritized the people, you know, who, who really do fill us back up. Yeah. If we keep giving all this energy out, then no one's there to fill us back up. So we end up feeling depleted. Yes. You know, and. Um, I kind of want to wrap this into this because, you know, it kind of struck a chord whenever you said prioritize mm -hmm. because boundaries, setting boundaries is not to kick people out. Yes. Boundaries is to keep people in. Correct. But, you know, as we realize that, hey, we are human, mm -hmm. 
not everybody is for us. We want to really keep those people who are important to us who and we prioritize those yeah. relationships. Like because you know, I know we feel obligated to need to appease everybody. Yeah. Right. We can't do that. No. We, right? we unfortunately cannot. And just as in that um that quote that I was telling you about, you can't be everything for for everyone. That's too much pressure. And so, you know, yeah, my my tier one are they're they're just like my lifeline. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that I need to keep me sane. <laughs> They're the ones that we can have our banshee moments with and yes. without any judgment. And so <laughs> Meg just made a fake. So that better be in, in, in the video. Yeah, in the video. But yeah. And so so you've got your tier one. Then you have your tier two, which are people that you enjoy. These can be coworkers or um, they can even be family members. Just mm-hmm. FYI. Family members don't even have to be part of your tier system. Mm-hmm. Okay? We'll, we'll get to that in we'll a bit. We'll get to that in a bit, yeah. yes. But uh, family members, uh, you know, cousins or whatnot, and people that you have a good time with, but they're, they're people that you enjoy, can have a good time with, but they're not necessarily, like, the people that you can, quote-unquote, shoot the shit with. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, am I going to I got that one? little explicit tag just in case. <laughs> Beep. Yeah. But, you know, so they're not necessarily that, but um, but they're people that you have some sort of history with. But they are also people that you can decide and and, and it can be like, oh, hey, I have a so-and-so event or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with that person comes a certain group of friends that maybe you're not necessarily, you know, the most connected to. Or, for example, um, you and I have talked about this before, that we are introverted extroverts. You know, I, I tried really hard to be one but i was looking it up the other day like really trying so hard to be an introverted extrovert but i'm just an extrovert okay okay well good well there you go well so i was trying so hard i'm i'm yeah i yeah i think you are i we went to mexico together she's definitely just an extrovert i'm like but sometimes i get anxiety walking down the hallway like, no, that's just another issue. That's just, yeah, that that's I'm just something else. Through. No, no. For example, for me, like, you know, you put me in a room and and I'm and people know who I am because I'm a personal shopper or, or because I'm a yoga teacher or a spinach or whatever. And I know my place there and I know that I have control over mm-hmm. how people view me. I'm fine. But if you put me in a room with people that I don't know who don't know me and whatnot, I will hide in the back. And mm-hmm. so... Those are certain situations where not that it's going to be bad for me, but that's where I need to take a second step and be like, hey, am I in a space right now, both physically and emotionally, to be able to be available? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, sometimes I've had those conversations with, with and, certain And really friends. show up for the other person, too. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like you, you also said, don't want to be like the dud that shows yeah, up. Yeah, you or don't want to like how you go to that party and you're like, oh, I'm just kind of, am I going to go here and be mad because I have these uncommunicated, you know, grievances about being here that yes. I haven't told you about? Yes. Like, am I going to do that in this space? Yes. You know? A hundred percent. And so it's like. Your tier two people can be people that, you know, they'll be like, hey, are you are you free to grab drinks or whatever? And and, and you look at your calendar and you're like, you know what, I, I could totally hang out with this person. Or you can be like, hey, um, this week looks a little bit charged for me. Let me text you like next week and, mm-hmm. and I'll see what that looks like. And don't feel bad about that. Mm-hmm. Well, what would you tell someone who does feel bad about that, who is still struggling and overcoming this, this guilt of... Like, I can't tell people now. Or maybe the FOMO mm-hmm. of it, kind of what we were talking about. Yeah, you daily check-in. Mm-hmm. Like, what what are your priorities, not just in your people in your life, but what are your priorities of what you have mm-hmm. to do? 
Yeah. Do you do you need to clean up your apartment? Do you mm-hmm. need to work on X Y Z? Do you need to go for a workout? Do you need to do you need to get what What are the things that you need to do within that particular interaction, or how can you be more ready and available? Mm-hmm. And you have right. to ask yourself: Are you there, or are you coming into that interaction not fully available? Right. And that's not serving anybody. Correct. You know, when you do that, you're like, oh, I just can't say no, but I'm going to go. And then you go and you think about, oh, my gosh, my kitchen is a mess. My dog sat at home alone for like 12 hours. I didn't let him out because I went straight to this happy hour kind of thing. I have so much laundry to do and I have to finish like 15 emails. And you're not even present. Correct. Right. You can't show up for people. So you can't. You know, this goes back to the whole, you know, boundaries are set to to keep people in your life. And when they are in your life. Uh, you show up to your fullest capacity with them. Yes. And now with, and this is what I learned from you, is when you prioritize these tiers, right? And then the tier system could go on. So you have like your your people who fill your cup. And then you have maybe like your once a week friends, once a month friends. And it goes down from there, like these acquaintances and then strangers and, you know, three to five tiers. For sure. Whatever it is. And then you you kind of, I like that, the daily check-in of, even like a weekly check-in. Yeah. Like, hey, what does my week look like? Hey, let me spend five minutes with myself on like a Sunday night and map out my week. People are asking me to hang out. I have all these commitments that I feel like I should go to. Right. I know because I'm not a superhuman that I need to recharge at some point in time or I have a budget. I don't want to spend X amount of money. That's another thing. Right? That's another thing that can absolutely happen. Because here's the thing too. It's like I've definitely been out with friends when I was struggling financially. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then that's a boundary. That that's you have to a boundary. Set. And then, well, and then also time out. So it's like, I've also been around with friends who are also struggling financially and they were not the nicest people to hang out with because they were like, well, I'm not spending money on this. I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. And in my head, I was like, well, why did you come? Right, right. And it's maybe because they felt like they had to. Right, they feel uh, obligated or that FOMO. Right. So it's like you you figure out, hey, I have a budget of, what is it, time, energy, money, the list goes on. All of it. Right, so you kind of budget out your... Your resources. Your resources, yeah. yeah I like that. You budget out your resources for the week and say, okay, I uh, am going to go out two times this week and then once on the weekend because I... In order for me, and this kind of goes back to that whole, like, what are you really a yes for? So yes. if you haven't listened to How to Say No, definitely check that out. This will definitely help with boundaries. Yes. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Changed my life. Um, <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, you're telling me I can say no, but still say yes? yes. That sounds great. <laughs> um, but you say yes to yourself. Like, I am a yes for uh, spending, you know, X amount of money this week and going out three times and cleaning my apartment, calling my grandma and recharging watching netflix for you know decompressing so then you map out that week and you're like oh my gosh but 17 people have asked me to do something with them now naturally you know we're gonna say okay well i owe this person this because she did this for me and then i really feel like i should do this for him because you know i just feel obligated to do it and then this over here is gonna be really fun so So like how do you pick so let me stop you right there the first one that you said I feel like I should go to this one because this I owe this person and I really feel like, okay, so this might shatter a lot of, you know, hearts and whatnot. Okay, this, is, this, this is real talk, right? This is real talk. This is real talk. It, this is real talk. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is where, unfortunately, you will, and kind of back to that quote, 
you will find that some people are not equipped for where you're at. Mm-hmm. And that does make them bad people. However, it does mean that there may need to be kind of an exit strategy or mm-hmm. there may need to be um, clarity you know, around what yeah. you give them. And unfortunately, you are not in charge of how they perceive your need and desire for boundaries. Mm-hmm. That is an attachment that we need to let go of mm-hmm. because ultimately you cannot be held accountable for their felt experience mm-hmm. with that. Because for example, I've got a success story and then I've got a not so successful story when it comes to, to dealing with boundaries. You know, having to be a little bit more clear with a friend who I, you know, very much wanted me to be in this space with them of deeper intimate friendship and uh, wanting to rely on me on certain things that I really truly never signed up for and that Mm -hmm. I wasn't available for. And when I tried expressing that, what they heard was, I don't want to be your friend anymore. Mm -hmm. And and unfortunately, you know, they, it was like, okay, well, then we we can't be friends. If you can't Mm -hmm. be my friend in this capacity, we can't be friends at all. And And that's where that clarity is needed around like, hey, if you, like, I I really enjoy hanging out with you, And I want to keep you in my life, you know, so I'm going to set this boundary where, hey, I can hang out with you, but it's just going to be, you know, once a month at this level or whatever this looks like. We'll go work out together. We'll do this. Um, Well, hold on. I'm not even going to I'm going to not even let you be like, hey, we can do this once a month because now you're giving them expectations because it could take you three months for you to be emotionally ready for that. And again, we go back into the cycle of, well, I told this person this day and now you expect something from them. If you're honest with them. So here's my success story mm-hmm. um, that I have. I told a friend of mine who wanted to spend some time with me and I knew that that person needed me to be in a certain headspace because they needed to uh, vent and kind of share some stuff about their life. But I truly was not in a in a space to be able to, to absorb that. And so I told that person, I, I said to them, you know, I, I see where you're coming from. I can, you know, sympathize with with your hurt right now. I have to be completely honest with you right now with what I have going on in my life. I'm I'm feeling extremely overwhelmed and I just, I really need some me time. Mm-hmm. I really need um, just to, you know, be available to myself before I'm able to be available to anyone else. And that person responded with, thank you so much for, for valuing what I need mm-hmm. and communicating that with me. Let's Let's hang out some other time. Right, because what they needed was not what you had to offer. So also understand that, you know, and it's important to, you know, have clarity and honesty and open communication with other people. But that starts with communication and and clarity around what you can offer. And I think that weekly check-in system yeah. of like, hey, okay, I can do this, I can do this. And then you prioritize your people of like, hey, absolutely. I'm I really need some somebody who fills my cup. And then I really just want to kind of let loose and like, you know, actually funny enough, my girlfriend, Tati, (laughs) she tells me, oh, it's month end. Everything's crazy. Mm -hmm. I may not be on Marco that much. Yeah. That is her being like, hey, we are normally available for each other at this amount of time in this moment right now. I cannot be that. And I'm just like, okay, cool. Right. And and that gives me an idea as to where she's at. Right. She's being honest. And and she's able to be like hey, I'm not going to be communicating as much because I'm going to be really busy with work. So she has already told you that. So she doesn't feel guilty about not responding to one of your messages, you know, things like that. And this tier system, I've adopted parts of it into my coaching where it's like, 
if you struggle with not being able to to say no to people, to feeling obligated, it's not even with just your commitments, but it's just like the behaviors that you allow other people, the energies that they give you, yeah. you know, people are judging me or people are, you know, criticizing me. It's like, hey, if you get down to these tiers, you know, I'll, I'll just use an example of uh, one of my coaches, you know, we're talking about, okay, well, who has access to you? Who, who are you emotionally available for and to what degree? And we're tearing everybody out. And then, you know, we come up with, she's dating on the apps and stuff. And yeah. she goes out on one date with this guy and new people who you meet on dating apps. That was like a tier five. Yes. That's a tier five. Yeah. Why are you letting a tier five person you know, criticize you and say mean things or to you. Or take and, up space and, in your, in yeah, your, in take your, it to heart. Yeah. Like, in, no, in he's tier five. Mm-mm. Yeah. I'm only taking advice and feedback from tier three and up. Yeah. Right. It can be something even from like an emotional aspect because boundaries of like what you receive from other people. And that kind of goes into, you know, how people treat you on, on a deeper level too. Yeah. And if you've read this book, it's called Untamed. It's from Glennon Doyle. And it's a story where she was married, family had a couple kids. Mm-hmm. And I think her husband like cheated on her and they were trying to work out their relationship. They were very actively involved in the church. And she ends up falling in love with a, a woman and starts a whole new life, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's an amazing story. Honestly, it's an amazing book. I, I highly recommend it to anybody. It's called Untamed. But her parents were not supportive of this at all and she had to set some major boundaries right these boundaries they can be small things like hey yeah i'm showing up to this this party but these boundaries can be big things too and if we don't set them we let people really infiltrate our thoughts and and how glennon had described it was you know mom i'm going to invite you onto my island Mm -hmm. right but boundary 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 on my island you know because her mom was not happy and she was very judgmental and and saying all kinds of things yeah she said hey i have a boundary with what you're saying you are more than welcome on my island but this is how it's going to be over here right and Mm -hmm. i know you have a similar experience very much so and actually as we were talking about this i kind of remember when i first came out to my dad he actually set a boundary with me Mm -hmm. and his was that he didn't want to know about my relationships. He didn't want to necessarily hear about what it's like in the gay life of Jose. And so um, honestly, my dad was never somebody that was like, hey girl, guess who I'm dating? Like that was not, that was not a reality and will never (laughs) be a reality, which I'm totally fine with. And I was like, okay, sure. However, this is where the dark side of boundaries, you know, kind of come into play, but also understand that where there is dark, there is light. Because you have to go through that sometimes to see the light of what it is that you are, you know, now capable of of, of accessing mm-hmm. now that you're no longer bound by something that is is no longer serving you. And so um during, you know, obviously the craziness of of, of quarantine and and the BLM movement and stuff that happened, I mean, my dad and I have always had very, very um, opposing views on on many things, very conservative, um, Central American raised, uh, Southern Baptist, you know, all the things. And he started getting very political and very just awful in, in, in the way that he was expressing his views and in the way that he was speaking on other races and, and, and things to the point where it was just downright bullying and degrading. And so anytime that I would try and post anything 
in support of the BLM movement, he started trolling my own posts. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is not going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. And I flat out told him in like through a Facebook comment, which is just also so mind blowing to me that we are at a point where it's like, oh, the way that I communicate with my father is by his comments. And I reply to his comment, but whatever. That was that was our reality in that moment. And I had to be like, uh, dad, I cannot believe that you are at the point where you are trolling your own son on on his own Facebook. But um, I have my opinions. You have yours. I'm entitled to have mine. I am a grown ass man with my own views and intelligent thoughts on uh, what I see happening in the world. And I'm allowed to express them just as you are. I'm like, the next time that you do something like this will be the very last time that you do. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, you know, I posted something maybe a week or so later. And, and he again gave me this whole thing. And I, I kind of let him have it. And I was just like, I am really tired of the bullying. I have told you time and time again that I I don't speak on 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 what you're what you're doing. I let you, you know, do what what you're doing. This is my life. I'm allowed to have my opinions. This is my boundary and now we are solidifying that boundary mm-hmm. and he was blocked on everything. And I have had maybe two interactions with him. Um ever since and that was we're nearing on 2 years that I've really mm-hmm. I've not seen my father. Um, it's been actually over two years now, not really spoken to him and I have no contact with him and I have zero looking back at it. Mm -hmm. Um, because there has been that light of me being like, oh my God, like that was a boundary that because it was an imposed relationship that I thought I needed to be fostering and nurturing because we quote unquote were family that he had to somehow be in my tier system Mm -hmm. that I somehow needed to stay in contact with him or care about what he said or how he felt about certain things. I was allowing that to weigh me down and take away, Mm -hmm. you know, like there was, there was absolutely zero depositing within that. Right, right. And if you had not set that boundary, that's a big boundary, right? Yeah. So, so from anything from super small to something big like this, like this big, big boundary where, you know, you said this happened two years ago and I just kind of made this connection now, but, you know, by setting that boundary, you come into yourself, right? You yeah. can fully show up. Setting boundaries is about fully showing up, whether it be for yourself Mm -hmm. or for the person who you are spending time with, right? Mm -hmm. Fully showing up, showing up in your true, authentic, full self, right? And you're not trying to be superhuman son here, like, okay, yeah, like your comment or whatever. It's like, no, I'm going to set a boundary. And it it escalated to that because that boundary wasn't respected. And, And sometimes it does take extreme measures if someone is just not respecting your boundary, then you do have to get to that point. Because if you hadn't, let's say you would have experienced that behavior and that type of interaction with your dad, what, every week for two years? Yeah. Where do you think you'd be at right now after two years of dealing with that, right? It it affects you mentally. It affects you spiritually. because you're seeing it because you're attached attached to it. You're attached to it. So breaking that off for yourself, right? And, And you've had this crazy transition in two years, right? You went from a stable income, just job that you've been in this industry for 20 years to literally on your own being a new entrepreneur. And 
when you're in that transition, you need like your tier one people. You yeah. need people to fill your cup because guess what? Sometimes this shit is hard. Right? It's very hard. And and you it's need so people to support you. And, <laughs> yes. and in return, you support them as well. Yeah. Right? You need that support so you can continue to give. I always, I've said this a couple of times, but your cup that people fill is not a reservoir. It's a river. You yeah. continuously give back. Yeah. And if someone's continuously, you know, every week, like posting, posting, trolling you, trolling you, trolling you, yeah. your cup is going to get lower, 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 lower. And you're not going to be able to give back. So if yep. you want to be able to give yourself to the greatest capacity to yourself and to anybody else, no matter what uh, level that they are in your life, right? To what degree you want to be able to show up for them fully. You really do. You really do. And 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 the thing is too, again, because like it's not like we're trying. The tier system isn't like a mean girls. You can't sit with us kind mm-hmm. of situation. But to a degree, it it, it kind of it, it it's more like can can you meet me? Where I'm at. Mm-hmm. This is what this is what I need because we can't fill all the obligations that people Absolutely. place on us or that we place on ourselves for other people. We can't live life going from obligation to obligation to FOMO sure. to FOMO to hey, I owe you this, I owe you this. There's nothing about that as best life ever. Yeah. Best life ever is really owning, hey, this is who I am, this is what I can offer, and I would love to keep you in my life. And this is what it's going to look like for me right now. And that could change in a month, a year or whatever. You know, these tears change, right? In the phases of life. But really, it's just showing up and knowing yourself and and gaining that clarity around it. Yeah. And again, that's where the that's where the check in comes Mm -hmm. in. Yeah. Because ever since we started talking about, you know, my tear system, I told you about that. Has it shifted? Absolutely. And have I had to check in and be like, well, I guess that person's no longer a tier one. And it's not, we were just talking about this earlier. It's not like in my space where you're like, well, she's no longer my top friends top and like, <laughs> like take her off. No, it's not that at all. It's more like checking in with what you do need. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because yeah. ultimately you're doing this positive thing for yourself to nurture and fill your cup. Mm-hmm these deposits and if you if you think of it you know it's very easy for you to think about a budget like monetarily hey i got a hundred bucks for the week okay i have to choose very carefully where i want to spend it if all i'm doing is just buying things that aren't really you know don't matter to me and just we'll call it stupid shit yeah then at the end of the week you're like wait a minute i need groceries and i don't have any food right well and then here's (laughs) the thing too it's like yes yes you you apply for that credit card and you get that big old loan, but guess what? Interest. Those interests, they're going to get <laughs> you like hard. like 24%. Yeah. Yes. We don't have time for this. We don't. But, and then, and yeah. then it's like, how do you get it back? Mm-hmm. How it's do you just, get it back? It's all about just knowing yourself and, and setting those boundaries for yourself so you can keep people in your life and, yeah. and setting that clear communication around it and just so everybody is on the same page. Because yeah. also, if somebody else has this expectation of you and you can't deliver it for them, then that's not serving them. That's not fair to them because they will they will move on and yeah. find somebody who can serve that need. And that yeah. is not your responsibility. No. You know, and you can, really you can love and, and care for people, but really just knowing yourself and, and communicating that. It starts with yourself. Know yourself and then you can share that with, um, with everybody else. So. Yeah. And then the other thing that I will say, what I love about my tier one and saying that know yourself, tier one people help you with that. Mm-hmm. They, they enlighten you on who you you are, who you can be. And they are people that are truly supporters and people that celebrate that about you. Mm-hmm. And that is where you find that fulfillment. Right, right, right. And that's where you can continue to give back because yeah. you you are filled, right? Because yeah. you, you cannot pour from an empty cup. Yeah. You cannot. We try so hard 
You know, we try so hard and there's so much pressure to pour from an empty cup. And sometimes it's honestly even glorified. Like, oh, I did all of this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Check, check, check. But really, um, it, it comes down to showing up in the fullest capacity for yourself yeah. and for others. Yeah. So, yeah. but I think that's a great place to end in. Um, we yeah. will definitely have to do this again. Oh we my could, God, yes. We could talk for hours. And for hours. Hours, right? But uh, thank you so much for, for coming on to the show. If, You're so um, welcome. Thank you for having me. If people me. want to come to your classes or hear oh more God, from please. you, how can they find you? I'm on Instagram, all.in.jose. It's basically all in Jose, but I had to add in the dots because random people took all in. It was in taken. Jose. I know. It was taken. But yeah, you can find me there. I teach at Lifetime. I'm a yoga and spin instructor at Lifetime. And then I teach at Black Swan mm -hmm. um, quite a bit there as well. And if you are a yoga instructor, he has a great mentorship program. Oh, my God. Shameless plug. Yes. I've just uh, recently. Not shame. No, <laughs> no, no. no. Sh yeah. Just like no full shame. on. Full on plug. Yes. You earned that baby. See, tier one people <laughs> will celebrate you to the max. Oh, my God. I'm tier one. Yes. Wow, I had no idea. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I'm, uh, I've, I've developed a, a mentorship program to help, especially within the Houston market, teachers that have recently graduated from a teacher training program or teachers that are just looking to build their business and who are trying to figure out, because this is not just like studio specific. This is more like, hey, how can we make you an entrepreneur, A, and B, how can we make you a successful teacher within, within the market right. um, where you feel like you're getting what you're looking for so, so you're you yeah. filled your cup and now you're helping other people fill theirs and, and i think that's i've amazing. been very very fortunate to to have some of the best mentors myself and cup fillers and, and and people that are there for my support and my growth and that has been a key part in creating my fate good well <laughs> i know i believe that you can create your life and me and jose both believe that yeah. you can create your fate you can and so definitely um definitely check out jose check, check out his classes his classes are amazing and i know i need to do yoga more <laughs> if you didn't yes you do if you didn't know that i need to do yoga more but um all that's good <laughs> yeah we, we we really do it's, yeah. it's so good for your body yeah. but but that's and all we mind. got yes and and your mind for sure mm. but that's what we got for you today. I hope you enjoyed the boundaries. We hope that you learned something. Take yeah. take that tier system. Start to use it. It's not meant to keep people out. It's meant to keep people in. And make sure you check in with yourself to really know, hey, what's my budget for my energy yeah. this week or this day or this month? So if we could leave you with just one thing, it would be this. Expect, Expect good, good things, things always. always. And, and they, they will, will happen. happen. Ah, Thanks for so joining us. <laughs> I know. I love it. I absolutely love it. Thank so, you for having me. Oh, my God. Thanks for coming on the show. And yeah. we will talk to you all soon. Goodbye. Goodbye.